Welcome back to Investor Your Future. I'm your host, Kenny, CEO of Corona Group Corporation. We have a special guest today. His name's Kenneth Murphy from bostonbullion.com, a gold and silver specialist, actually precious metal specialist. He's been doing it for years, and I bring him on here to give us our knowledge, and obviously, I'm gonna buy some stuff today, but I think you should also learn why you should buy and also invest in gold and silver. So, Kenny, thank you very much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you for having Thank you for me. taking the time from your busy business. And um, so, first of all, let's just start with the history on how did you get started with gold and start from the beginning? Okay, um, I was never really um, into gold too much. Um, I liked the idea of it, but it was always two or $300 an ounce, so it was never really moving very much. 9-11 mm -hmm. came and hit, gold started moving. Um, people started paying attention, um, it became more valuable, people realized the value of it. Mm -hmm. um, so about a uh, little few years after that, uh, I started buying gold myself mm -hmm. and put together a website, bostonbullion.com, sure. uh, just because I was a programmer and you know that's what I did. Um, I was in the um, consulting business working as a programmer for a travel agency, sure. uh, database management. Um, when they sold their company a couple weeks before Christmas, it kind of dropped me into the gold business full time. And um, I've been trading gold and silver since. Um, the reason I, I believe in gold is because it's held its value for hundreds of years. This is a, a $20 gold piece from about 100 years ago. 100 years ago, this $20 gold piece would have bought you a nice suit or a nice gun. Um, a $20 bill today wouldn't buy you anything, but this $20 gold piece is worth $1,300. It'll still buy you a nice suit or a nice gun. It's held its value for the last 100 years, sure. whereas our dollar is worth less and less every day due to inflation. Yes. Um, you know, they say that fighting inflation, that, that's crap. They're just, by definition, inflating the money supply. They're printing more money, so the dollar's worth less and less. Mm. Um, 100 years ago, they started the Federal Reserve. Um, sounds like a really nice government institution. It's private banking. They're basically printing money and selling it to us at 6% a year. Um, that's how the bankers are making their money. So in 1913 or so, they started the Federal Reserve. By 1933, they had devalued our currency so much, they had to take the gold out of the coins. Mm. By 1964, they devalued the money so much more, they had to take the silver out of our currency. So 1964 and earlier, your dimes and quarters and halves were 90% silver. It was real money, mm. not anymore. By 1982, they devalued the currency so much more, they had to take the copper out of the pennies. So mm. now the pennies are made out of zinc. Your, your money that you have in your pocket is not worth anything. But it used to be gold and silver. You mm. used to have paid in full money. Um, that's the idea of them destroying our value of our currency. Sure, so you got into it because you learned about the devaluing of the dollar and you wanted to kind of hedge yourself and buy, started buying gold and silver and other precious metals to help yourself. Exactly. Okay, and actually a great tip too is you said any money that you find that's before 1964 is actually real silver if, you, if you have it and people sometimes have it and they're, they and they're, do. You, you, I don't expect you to find it in your change anymore. Sure. Um, I found maybe one dime in my whole life. Not that I was really looking, but I found one. Um, but I've had people come in with jars of change like they work for the MBTA. When people paid with silver, yes. they swap it out and they keep the silver. Mm. And I've had people come in, like a dentist come in with a jar of teeth, big gold teeth and bridges and stuff. <laughs> And that was valuable, you know, it was wow. gold. And they had um, a Vietnamese uh, gentleman come in. He had fled Vietnam and um, he had came with gold. Mm -hmm. So if he had come with Vietnamese currency, I couldn't have helped him. But he had actual Vietnamese gold, we could send it in, melt it out, and pay him for it. So mm. it, he was able to take his value with him, his sure. wealth with him. So anytime, anytime someone, especially moving or traveling, it's obviously much better to have gold and silver because it holds value regardless of whichever country you're going into. Yes. Okay, that's great. And in terms of 
what you've done now, I mean, you've, you've built a nice business here and actually I've bought some silver off you and I'm gonna buy some more. Um, but what would you say is the best way to start learning about gold? The way, I mean, how did you learn about it? How did you start learning about the pricing and, and, the, and the spot prices and everything? How did you start learning about that? Um, I just did the research, um, you know, with the internet now. When I was a kid, I would go to the library and, and read up on World War II and whatever I was interested in. Now it's all online. Sure. Um, it's nice like that. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, just, just look up uh, gold-silver. If you look up gold-silver ratio, especially, I think silver is a real good deal right now. Okay. Um, you can get almost 80 ounces of silver for every ounce of gold. 80 ounces. So if you, when they, there's very few pure silver mines. Usually there's gold mines, and the silver is a byproduct of the gold production. So okay. they get about 15 ounces of silver for every ounce of gold. I didn't know that. I didn't know that silver was a byproduct of gold, them digging out gold. Yeah, usually. So, so there's no silver mines that you go very, find very silver? Few rare, yeah, very few pure silver mines. Wow, okay. So that natural ratio in the ground is about 15 to 1 silver to gold. That's just the gold price divided by the silver price. So, so there's more silver in the, in the ground than gold? Yes. It's 15 to 1. 15 to 1. But wow. right now, with the, uh, gold at 12.50 and silver at 14.50, whatever it is, yes. that's almost 80 to 1 ounces of silver for every ounce of gold. So you can get almost 80 ounces of silver for each ounce of gold right now. Wow. So that's really cheap. I've had customers that'll buy silver when the price is like this, and when the ratio drops down to 40 to 1, they'll switch their silver and buy gold. Sure. And they'll get twice as much gold as they would have now that silver so mm. they're just playing that ratio every five to seven years sure that's that's actually interesting because i didn't know that that much disparity in terms of gold to silver and i didn't even know that when they found silver in terms of just finding first gold and then they found the byproduct of silver right. um what would you say in terms of if you want to get started like if a beginner is starting from zero and they want to obviously do some little research would you say what would you say the best route for them to start to let's say start collecting silver or gold what would you say the best way is i'm just Spend $1,000 and get some silver bars. Mm -hmm. uh, probably the best way to go. You want to spend $1,000 so you don't have to charge sales tax. Under $1,000, we have to charge mass sales tax, 6.25%. They consider that retail. Over $1,000, there's no sales tax. Oh, okay. Okay, so good to know. Spend at least $1,000 and you know, put away some silver eagles, some 10-ounce or 100-ounce silver bars, mm. and just stock it away, and hopefully you won't need it. Hopefully you don't need it. Um, in terms of, because you've been purchasing gold and silver for a long time, um, what's the cheapest you've ever seen gold in, in, your, in your time? Um, like I said, when I started, I didn't want to pay more than $500 an ounce for gold. So it was $450, $500 right in there maybe 12 years ago. Okay, 12 years ago was $500. And right now it's at right, $1,200? 12 $1,250. So it's almost <clears throat> more than doubled. Oh, yeah. So every year, is this, is this kind of what consistently happens, or is it there's some times where it's going to be more Oh, volatile? it's up and down. It okay. was up to, as high as 1800 came down to 1250 mm -hmm. Um So it definitely goes up and down, but if you look at the long-term chart of it, yes. uh, especially against a dollar or, you know, even against the price of an average house, yes, it's it's way up. It's you know for the last hundred years, a gold same amount of gold could buy you a house pretty much. Wow. Whereas the dollars can't. The houses go up and up. Like for example, when I was a kid, my father paid eighteen thousand dollars for his house when I was two years old. Um, eighteen thousand dollars. That was all he could do to make those payments. He was 18, taking an extra job just to make the extra payment, the payments on it. Thirty years later. Um, he was laughing at how cheap the payments were because the dollar was worth so much less, you mm. know. And so now, you know, 50 years later, that house is worth half a million dollars. I mean, my father's gone, the house is gone, but, you know, half a million dollars for the house, um, it's not worth more. It should be worth less. It's been lived in for 50 years. Mm. But because your dollar was worth so much less, the house went up from 18000 to $500,000. The value, yes. And that's just the, dollar of your, that's the value of your dollar shrinking. Mm. 
yep. the value of the house is obviously increasing, but now you got to make up for it by obviously buying some gold and silver if you can to hedge that bet against losing the dollar value right. in a long period of time. Um, so, uh, do you do you collect any of? I know you have gold and silver. Do you do do any do you do any of the um, metals like palladium or pl uh, you know platinum? I mean, yeah. do you do you do any other any we suggestions do. We, on those? We, we, we trade platinum and palladium. Okay. Um, platinum was twice as much as gold when I started. Now it's cheaper than gold. Okay. And also palladium. Uh, platinum and palladium are used in catalytic converters in your cars. Mm -hmm. uh, usually when one gets expensive, they'll switch over to the other on yes. a 12 to 15 year cycle. Um, so that drives out prices a little bit. And also palladium is used to harden steel. So when there's a lot of construction going on, mm -hmm. palladium will go up in value. And um, I think it's mostly mined in Russia. So when we have issues with Russia, that'll affect the value as well. Sure. Actually, that's a great uh, segue because I wanted to ask, um, what other things besides just holding gold, what other things is gold used for in terms of construction, in terms of, I know they maybe use it for wire. Is that correct? Yeah. Go, um, gold, gold is mostly an investment. Okay. Um, it's not, silver is really used in industrial. Silver is very um, conductive. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, like I show you here, I've got my magnet somewhere. Um, silver will, will melt. If you drop an ice cube on a silver bar, it will melt like it was on a hot plate. So mm -hmm. it just conducts heat. So it's very useful in electronics. Mm -hmm. It's also antibacterial. So it's used in a lot of medical instruments. Really? So silver is a very useful metal for those, those reasons. Okay. Um, gold is mostly used, um, you know, they've used it for fillings and stuff, but not so much anymore. It's, it's mostly used just for investment. Mm. I think Warren Buffett said, you know, you dig it out of the ground and then you put it back in the ground like to in store. a safe or something yeah. to store it. <laughs> store it but yeah. it is a store of value and it has been for thousands of years. Sure. Th that's interesting because I, I never thought of anything else besides holding silver and gold, but obviously you can use it for, you know, cell phones. I heard like they could use it for so many other things. Um, what's, what's the most expensive in terms of like when you're purchasing gold and purchasing silver, is is there a certain amount that you should buy like that you've, you'd feel safe and comfortable with? I mean, I know they say the ratio is 10%, 10% of your net worth. Um, what would you say, I mean, because you've been in the business for so long, what would you say the best amount to have in terms of protecting yourself and protecting your family? Well, um well, gold, silver, and lead. I like the, the gold and silver. I mean, 10%. I'm, I'm pretty much 100% into it. I mean, wow. I've got some mining stocks and stuff, a sure. few. But, um, you know, just, I, I, that's what I trade in. So that, just that's strictly what gold and silver for you. Gold and silver. <laughs> and, and lead. You need bullets to protect your gold and silver. Don't <laughs> you forget lead. the lead. Lead, too, also. <laughs> very important. Very, very good point. Um, and for, for, like you said, for beginners, right? You said buy at least $1,000 just to kind of stop protecting yourself. Yeah, most people spend over 1000 so they don't have to pay sales tax and under 10000 so we don't have to do a 1099B. So okay. if you do a cash, uh, spend over $10,000, we have to file a 1099B, a cash transaction report. Sure. Uh, so most people keep it under $10,000 and that's per person per day. So you can come in today and buy $10,000 worth and tomorrow and do the same thing. Um, so I can buy 9900 and be okay. Yeah, you can buy 10000 just not 10001 10001 okay, got so you it. you get 10000 you get Perfect, perfect. And what do you think about um, the new technology? Like I know there's an app, Gold Money, that actually purchases certain gold for you and stores it in certain, um, you know, vaults in China and, you know, every different areas. What do you think about those? Uh, well, we do, um, we have a company that offers vaulting services. Sure. Uh, so there's two ways to go. Usually people like it in an IRA, you can do a gold side trust account mm -hmm. and actually purchase gold with your IRA. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise we do have, uh, Dylan Gage is the main company we work with. They have vaults in Canada and in Texas if you want to actually store your physical gold. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, um, do you, well, like, if a customers come to you, can you store gold for? The, can you store gold for them? Gold I, I don't store it here. No, we okay. just do. We just trade. We have inventory to sell, but we don't store it here. Sure. But we do. You know, offer that service with one of our suppliers. Suppliers. Okay. Great. And how about um, 
people who, let's say, they don't want to buy physical gold and silver. Um, how about what do you think about gold stocks and silver stocks and stuff like that? Would you? I like silver Wheaton as a, as a gold stock. Okay. Um, I mean, as a silver stock, I'm sorry. Sure. Um, you don't want to do the ETFs. Uh, I hear they're, I don't know for sure, but they're supposedly only backed by about 1% of the actual gold and silver they're supposed to be backed by. Wow. Which is okay until everyone wants their silver, and then there's no there's silver. There's on it. Yeah. Like JP Morgan, they're, they're short more than a full year's supply of physical silver. So they can manipulate that market just by moving the paper price. They don't have to move actual physical silver. Mm. Um, and there was a, a time when, um, for example, Silver Eagles, they usually cost me about $2 over spot. So when silver was around $12, they would cost me about $14. And then silver climbed from 14 all the way up to 20 And as it went up, there was still $2 over spot. So when silver was 20 they cost me $22. Mm. Then all of a sudden, there was a run on the physical silver. They didn't have the physical silver to make those silver eagles anymore. So, so, and they started dropping the silver price. But every time that silver price dropped a dollar, my premium went up a dollar. So uh -huh. when silver came from 20 all the way down to 12, the premium went from two all the way up to $8. So that physical silver held its price, held its value while they were dropping that silver price on the paper. Okay. Uh, that's, yeah. could, could you explain a little bit about um, that, that way you talked about, because a lot of people don't understand what spot means and what the, in terms okay. of the difference. Could you explain a little bit more about yeah, that? A spot is just the, the 30 days futures contract price of gold or silver. Sure. It's the reported price of gold. When you talk about the gold price, that's the spot price. And like I said, the 30 days futures price. Mm -hmm. um, it's okay. Just, great, great, great. And I mean, for... for because you said a lot of people come in and maybe trade. Let's say they buy some silver, wait a little bit, and then go buy in gold. Mm -hmm. Would you say, what's the best ratio? Would you have some gold, some silver, or focus on just silver, or focus on just gold, or maybe a little bit of both? Okay, all right. I'm not a financial advisor, but when yes. people always ask me, I recommend half gold, half silver. Half gold, half uh, silver. Gold, because that's the go-to metal. That's when people think about, you know... Luxury yeah. holding, yes. Yes, value. Gold. And then, uh, but silver, especially right now, because mm -hmm. I talk about that gold-silver ratio, silver is very cheap compared to gold right now. So I'd, I'd like to see 90% silver. 90% silver, 10% gold. Yeah. Okay. And just for a beginner, I'd say, I'd say start small, right? Start with some, you know, some small money that you, you can afford to, you know, to hold for a while because you don't want to keep going back and forth trading. Because would you say precious metals is, is, um, is a long-term play, right? Not like right. a short-term play where you try back and forth. You trying to keep it for I absolutely. Mean, That's we, the idea of it sure. is to hold the value of your money. Mm -hmm. You know, so you know, 50 years ago, uh, the the house my father bought, you know, would have cost him, you know, 50 ounces of gold. Yes. Now, fast forward 50 years later, that same house that went from 20,000 to 500,000 500, is still about 50 ounces of gold. I'm not sure of the numbers exactly, but that's the idea. It's held its value. The whole time. The whole time. Wow. And so you've been in the industry for how long have you been in the industry? 12 years now. 12 years. Um, what do you see in the future for gold and silver or precious metals from five, let's say five, 10, 15, 20 years from now? That's a good question. Um, I've been waiting for that other shoe to drop, you know, meaning the shit to hit the fan. So they, <laughs> yes, you know, true. They've been yeah, saying that for a while, um, but they keep kicking the can down the road. And it still sounds like, when I was a kid, I listened to my father and my grandfather talk politics and stuff. Yes. It sounds like the same stuff they're talking about now. It's just fast forward 50 years, they're just pushing it down the road. I don't know how much longer they can, you know, make a dollar worth less and less and less. Mm. And the whole world, I mean, we've been in a, a really nice position as a country because the dollar has been used as currency throughout the world. Yes. Which has held the value up. Whereas now countries are starting to trade oil and gold and doing their own thing without the dollar. And once the dollar has that, loses that reserve status, that's going to affect us quite a bit as well, I of, think. Of course, it's going to definitely affect everyone, I think, globally. Yeah. Um, 
I know some people have sometimes junk silver. Mm -hmm. Could you explain a little bit about what junk silver is? Yeah, junk silver is, is just your 90% silver. So before 1964, your coins were made out of silver. 90%. 90% silver. Yes. Um, and 1965 came, they took the silver out of the currency. And so the, the bad money drives out the good, meaning once they put out currency that didn't have silver in it, everyone started hoarding the good currency that did have silver in it. Yes. So they call that junk silver now. Maybe it's a misnomer because it's not junk. It's, it's worth 10 times more than the face value on it because it's made out of silver. Yes. Um, so that's your dimes, quarters, and halves from, from um, 1964 and earlier. And that's one of your nicest ways to go because for every dollar 40, it's pretty much exactly one ounce of silver. Mm. So you have one ounce of silver as a silver eagle. That's a small unit, one ounce of silver. Yes. You can get 14 silver dimes, and that's that same one ounce. So that's pretty much your smallest spendable unit is that one dime. One dime of junk silver. One, yes. And if people want to come to you and they bring junk silver, can, can they trade and then get regular silver or buy, trade for gold? I mean, how does that usually work? Yeah, we can trade whatever you want, any kind of gold or silver. Um, usually people come in, they want to trade one you know, junk silver for 100 ounce bars, I, I, I recommend against that just because they've already got this over. Yes. So they're going to take about a 6 or 7% hit by trading, mm. and there's really no reason to do that because you already have your silver. Yes. So if you want to change the form, we'd be happy to do that, but there's not really a, a reason to do that. Yes. If you want to trade silver to gold for whatever reason you want to do, or gold to silver, we're happy to do that. Definitely. And if people wanted to um, bring in, let's say, gold jewelry, gold watches, um, I know sometimes custom pieces are hard to gauge. Um, how would you help people with that? Because let's say they have a broken chain or broken earrings or something like that. Do you take that? I mean, do you have? I do. You do? Yeah, I would pay about 70% of the actual melt value of the, of the chains or the, or the coins. Okay. I mean, of the you know, rings, whatever they have. Sure. Um, there's two ways to do that. Usually, I take it in, I can pay 70% of it, then I have to hold it 30 days and report it to the local police in case it's stolen. They'll come and they match it up. They match up the list of, you know, anyone who buys this stuff, like a pawn shop, has to report it to the local police. They match up the list of what I buy with the stolen things. Mm. And, um, you know, usually I haven't had a problem. Um, one guy, he sold me eight Krugerrands he stole from his 92-year-old mother. And they came and they, they took those for evidence. It took me three years to get them back, so that, that kind of sucked. Um, but usually it's so not don't a problem. Bring, don't, bring stolen, <laughs> don't, don't bring stolen stuff to Kenny, man. He, yeah, no he stolen has to stuff. report it. Yeah, no stolen stuff. Um, that's like good, good to know because a lot of people do have some stuff that they might be able to bring to you um, and obviously trade in to get some silver and gold. And I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, like I said, people can reach out to you on bostonbullion.com. Is that correct? Yes. Any other way you want to give out a phone number or any other your address also? Yeah, sure. We're at 127 Cambridge Street in Burlington, usually 10 to 5, Monday to Friday. It's by appointment. We like to know who's coming in. Just give me a call, 781-710-8419, and we'll be happy to meet with you. Definitely. And we'll put, we'll put your uh, name in the show notes and everything like that. And I appreciate you taking the time. And, you know, thank you very much, Kenny. Thank you. Yeah, thank you.